Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Engadget podcast. This is episode 24, The Biggest Lie. Uh, I am joined this week by Devendra Hardwar. Hello. And Edgar Alvarez. Hola. You're back. I I don't think I've ever been here, actually. I mean, we, I did the pilot episode, but uh-huh. that, oh, got, uh, so <laughs> that actually, got canned pretty quick. <laughs> so that tells you a lot. I was going to say, I was pretty sure you'd been on the show before, but uh, apparently nobody's ever seen it because that one ended up it, in a dark vault somewhere never to be seen in the public. purposes yeah. uh, only oh man um so since you're not here you haven't done this before do you do you understand how the show works do you know what's going on do you yeah i did my research i did my research so i think uh, i think i'm pretty good and you've I, seen a couple and of i've episodes? watched a few episodes i've okay. watched devendra kind of run everybody over so yeah. i'm here to destroy you, to stop that train get ready get ready for this <laughs> Uh, how are you guys doing in general? You guys recovered um, from CES? I, I don't know if such a thing is possible. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> sure, I'm, I'm, sure. I'm dead inside yeah, yeah, it's physically and mentally, but uh, we'll, well get there. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, it's only, uh, let's see, it's the 12th, it's Thursday, so it's only another three days before we have to start planning for CES 2018, guys. Yep. <laughs> I only registered it was 2017 like this Monday, like yeah. Monday of this week. Yeah. Because all the last week was like just I, I avoid of something. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. We had to, uh, for those who don't know, we had to fly out. Uh, most of us had to fly out on New Year's Day, which was uh, a little know, rough. Thanks, uh, CES. Yeah. But, uh, now we're here, so that's good. Yeah. Um, what time did you guys get back? I'm not going to complain. I know it was hard for some people, but I actually had a flight that was delayed. So I had a I had one stopover originally, and I, I got a nonstop. So I'm, I'm just going to stop talking. There you go. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I actually good. had it pretty easy, too. Uh, Delta <laughs> upgraded me to a nonstop flight, so I got home at like 4 o'clock and, and nice. no issues or anything. So uh, shout out to the uh, airplane gods, I guess. Damn, you guys. Pro tip for everybody, <laughs> never fly United, as all of us have learned. Yeah, yeah. Um, United has officially lost my business. <laughs> um, that's I did enough ranting about uh-huh. that on Twitter. Um, if, if you guys want to listen to me complain, not that you don't get enough of it on the podcast, just follow me on Twitter. It's uh-huh. most of what I do. Um, you guys want to get to it? Sure. Yep. Uh, after a little bit of a break, we are back with Flame Wars. For those who don't know, this is the part of the show where we debate the biggest stories of the week. Um, I will offer the same caveat I always do, which is... It's an intellectual exercise, not necessarily representative of our opinions. Uh, you will get 20 seconds to make your opening arguments, and then uh, I will allow a brief rebuttal, at which point I will declare a winner, and we are starting anew with our leaderboards, uh, the the details of which I have yet to figure out. Yeah, uh, we, we need to rework those points. We there. do. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out somehow. Uh, I should probably have gotten my buzzer ready beforehand, which I did not. There we go. That's we the go. one I was looking for. Um, 
So what do, when we when that buzzer goes off, we just stop talking. Yeah, you basically you shut up. You just shut up, Edgar. <laughs> what if I want to keep talking after that? Do I get booted from the show? Uh, no, but I might just hit the buzzer a whole lot more. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so every word, every yeah. single word. Um, let's start with Scalebound and Platinum Games. Uh, for those who don't know, Scalebound was one of the big exclusive titles that was supposed to be coming to the Xbox One. It was developed by a company called Platinum Games. They'd been really teasing it for like two years straight now. Mm -hmm. They did big presentations and all of these stuff, and people were super excited about it. Um, and now it's dead. That game is not coming out. Uh, so what does this mean for Platinum Games? Is this the death of this studio? Uh, Devendra, we are going to start with you. I'd say it's, it's definitely close to death, if not outright death. But this was a big exclusive for them. And yeah, they were teasing it for a while. I know a ton of people who were excited for it. Uh, I know Nick Summers and Gadget was, is dying inside because of this. And they also had some bad games recently, too, like that Legend of Korra game. So not a great look for them. God, see, this is the problem. With, yeah, this is the problem with. Uh, I have an internal timer. Edgar. Debating him is that uh, <laughs> he always comes in under time, and he actually gets uh, makes his points well. <laughs> uh, Devendra, you're uh, Edgar. You're a bottle. Um, you know these things happen. Making a game is hard. You know, and we see a lot of delays in gaming. Uh, and I don't think this is the death of them or the end of them because they have a new game coming out soon. Well, if it does come out and it's near Automata, if I'm pronouncing that right. So uh, I think if that one gets canceled, then that we know we can officially call the end of them. Mm -hmm. Also pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that game actually looks prepared, pretty man. good. And there's a demo out for it, so it's happening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I haven't seen that one yet. Uh -huh. uh, I don't really know much about it. Uh, but Platinum Games has done other big titles in the past, They're right? They're mostly well-known for Bayonetta and kind of helping out with uh, other games. I think there was a rumor that they helped out with the battle system in Final Fantasy XV, or a little bit. They're known for those kinds of games where you're running around and like attacking people, third-person type action games like Bayonetta, basically. So that's why this one uh, was a big deal for them, right? Because it was kind of a little bit different than yeah. anything they've done before. The uh, world looked a little better and stuff, but, I mean, they did, they did the Legend of Korra game, which is a series I love, and they just they did a terrible job. That's one of the worst games I've played in a while. I was going to say, so they, they have helped on a couple of big titles, the, mm -hmm. like Bayonetta and um, one of the worst titled video games, I think, ever, uh, which is the <laughs> Metal Gear Revengeance. Yeah. Rising. Metal Gear Rising, colon, Revengeance. 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 God. What? They developed that. That's a thing. But they, they did the Transformers I game. mean, I've, he I've yeah. heard that that's like a good game, though, the Metal Gear one. It's just I, the worst yeah. name ever. Sure. I, I heard people like it. But they did, like, what, Star Fox Zero? Nobody really yeah. liked that. The new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Like, they've had so many misses lately. This is not this is not great news for them. So I don't know, Edgar. It's, what it, it's it, also uh, it's kind of sad for, for Xbox because I feel mm -hmm. like they needed this exclusive. So... It also doesn't look good on them. Do you think this hurts Xbox more than it hurts the uh, studio? I think so. I think so. Like, uh, I have both an Xbox and a PlayStation, and I play the PlayStation more often. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if it's because of its exclusives, but it does have a little bit you know, to do with that. So this is, I think it's also a, a bummer for, bigger bummer for Xbox than it is for Platinum Games. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to give this one to Edgar. I All think... Right. Oh, um, wow. I told you, man. I kept prepared. <laughs> You came more prepared than most people do. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> most people kind of roll in here and just go, I have to argue what now? Sure, God. Okay. Fine, what, is, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think uh, 
they do have this one last little opening. It's not quite death for them yet, but I do think that if they fail with this yep. near automata or automata, automata, this hard names. Yeah, words. Words are hard. Words are very hard. Well, especially for like Japanese gaming companies too. Like some great, great uses of the English language. Yeah, I'm just never gonna get over revenge. Revengeance. God, it's such a. It's not a fucking word. It's not a word. It's, it's not even like a decent portmanteau of words. Weren't we talking about another word that's not that you don't like uh, at CES? Um, graffiti, using it as a oh. verb. It was. Yeah, I, I really don't like graffiti as a verb. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think tag. You say tag. Yeah, that's the verb. Yeah. Oh yeah. Were you like a graffiti man in your past life? <laughs> I, I can't. You say. just tag stuff. I can't say. Just Devendra was <laughs> rolling around. I played a lot of Jets at Radio. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so let's move on to the next one. Um, this one is barely a tech story, but I just kind of want to argue it because it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Hasbro is yet again taking votes online to decide what the new pieces in Monopoly are going to be. Um, because the pieces that you have are not good enough, yes. apparently. Yes. Um, but of course, rather than get a cat this time, it looks like we might end up with emojis. <laughs> so instead of a car or a horse, we might get emoji. Sure. Um, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I actually don't know wh- which side of this. I don't uh, know how the pro and cons work out here, but yeah. I picked one argument. You I did too. Yeah. I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Edgar, is this finally going too far? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, some... I. My feeling with this is that just some things don't need to change, and this is kind of this would be worse than replacing that iconic iron with the cat. You know, I already get enough kissy faces on my phone every day, so I don't need it on my, on my Monopoly board. Devendra, your rebuttal. I, I think Monopoly is in danger through mobile gaming and everything else kids are doing in Minecraft and stuff like that. So it kind of has to evolve to communicate itself to younger generations. I, yeah, it's it's not the thing we want, but I, it has to happen in some ways. Okay, so um, does it have to happen, though? So this is mm-hmm. this is the thing that's kind of confusing to me about this, is they did this vote to get the new piece a yep. couple of years ago. Uh, they released this version of Monopoly without cash that you use a debit card. They did all this stuff <laughs> yeah. to like <laughs> update it. They have the what, the here and now version in which they update all the property names mm-hmm. or whatever. And you know what? Those don't sell. Right. Nobody right, cares. Right, right. Everybody buys classic Monopoly. Yep. I have so, a, well, how many classic Monopolies do you need, though, right? Like, I have one set that's gathered dust for, like, 10 years. So... The, after a point, there's you know there's kind of breaking point. Like maybe you get, have to give people new additions and reasons to upgrade and things like that. How many how yeah. many versions of Monopoly do you guys own? I own one and I never play it. We have the classic one, and yeah. then I, one of the things I was going to say is my little sister. She's ten, and uh, she, it's it's crazy because for certain games she prefers to use the iPad, mm-hmm. and for something like Monopoly, she always wants to play the board game. Same thing with like Life and stuff. And she's you know she's use, uses her iPad a lot, so I find that interesting. Uh, but I, I guess, like, um, to Devendra's point, I do agree that I think they do need to change in some way to kind of appeal to the younger generation who maybe relates more to emoji than, uh, I don't know, the 
car, the old the car, car, and the, yeah. the iron and stuff. I mean, we're which, talking about which isn't there anymore, now, right? Too, which mm-hmm. is a win for them. That's all it is. Like, I'm sure they don't even care. Like, yeah. what the pieces are. It's more like, hey, remember Monopoly? Do you have feelings about Monopoly, right? <laughs> it's also interesting that they're doing like a crowdsource thing instead mm-hmm. of them just making the decision and yeah. being like, here, we're gonna do this and. Uh, hey, instead of letting people pick what they want. Well, I mean, I think that's something that they've done. Like, that is mm-hmm. that is a smart thing that they've done about this, uh, as much as I have personal issues with emoji <laughs> for my pieces in Monopoly, uh, which is whenever they do make a change, they more often than not kind of go out and, like, talk to people and mm-hmm. see what they want. They put it to a vote. Um, I'm just wondering if maybe the more valuable change for Monopoly would be to come up with new gameplay rules, mm-hmm. new styles. Because, I mean, one of the things that's always made Monopoly a very popular game is this idea of house rules. Like, all of the people out there who play Monopoly mm-hmm. and collect $500 or whatever it is when you land on free parking, like, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, that's not in the rules of the game. That's something right. you invented. Uh, right. The income tax going in the middle and you collect that if you land on free parking. Really? Like, that's not part of the game. Huh. You don't collect anything for free parking. It's right, literally right, right. free parking. That's and there's it. always that one person who's like, let's look at the rules, <laughs> yeah. right? Because everybody starts, like, kind of I am, I am a Monopoly purist, to be clear. There is no free parking in my home <laughs> when we play Monopoly, much to the chagrin of my wife. I, al- I also think... Uh, you know, one of the changes, or maybe like you were saying, one of the changes they need to make is also, I, I don't think I remember the last time I finished a Monopoly game. You yeah, know, that's always yeah. been the thing, right? Like, so that's, that's what I'm wondering is, rather than replace the horse with a winking emoji, wouldn't it be more valuable for them to like kind of come up with a way to speed up the game? Because again, mm-hmm. as much as I love Monopoly, and I do really love this game, it takes like three hours to play right. Which but is, I don't have three hours to play a board game. Then it'll be a very different game. Like, that's a, like changing yeah. a, f- a figurine is one thing, but like changing the rules or the structure of the game is like, oh, now it's like Monopoly Rush or Monopoly Light or something like that. Is there like a nice digital version that you could play with your phones and stuff? I haven't really paid attention um, to the Mobile Monopoly at this There point. is a version. I just don't know how good it is. Because okay. um, like it seems that's where we're going to be headed eventually, right? You have a couple of friends. Let's play a, a quick round of some sort of weird Monopoly thing. Yeah. yeah. I know. Um, God, this is a hard one. <laughs> Search your heart, Terrence. I think I'm going to have to give it to Davindra. As much as I personally <laughs> loathe the idea of emoji pieces, I think the yeah. broader point about the game needing to evolve is important. Um, so you'll get that one. I'm not proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not super happy about it. Yeah. All right, let's move, let's move on to our last uh, topic for Flame Wars, oh. which is <laughs> Facebook. And I can already tell Edgar's not mm-hmm. super happy about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Okay. <laughs> um, so we are far from alone in uh, having bashed Facebook quite a bit for their role in dismantling journalism. <laughs> I don't think mm-hmm. I'm overselling it to just sure. say it yeah. that way. I mean, journalism and the open web and a bunch of things. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's become the place where a lot of people get their news, uh-huh. um, which makes it very hard for news outlets to make money because you can't sell ads against something that appears on Facebook. Um, it's also kind of aided the spread of fake news and propaganda and misinformation because now you're sharing information and stuff like that amongst your weird little social media bubble of people who agree with you and who might not be thinking particularly critically about things that cater to their uh, beliefs they're predisposed to. 
so now Facebook has been talking about trying to find solutions to that. And I want to say this was yesterday. I might be wrong about the timing of so. this. So, yeah, we're, we're recording mm-hmm. this Thursday morning. This was Wednesday morning that this was announced that Facebook now has a program called, and I probably should have had this up in front of me before I started talking about this. What is the name of this program? Uh, Facebook Journalism Project. Yeah. Oh, the very creatively named <laughs> yep. Facebook Journalism Project, um, which is supposed to help solve some of these problems by offering the ability to s- sign up for subscriptions through uh, instant articles, and they're going to be partnering with um, sort of like groups that promote quality journalism and uh, sort of like media education. Uh-huh. So the question is here, is this a step in the right direction? Is Facebook finally finding a solution to it? Or is this just like a lazy Band-Aid they're slapping on top of stuff? Devendra, we're going to start with you. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it's a trap. It, it feels <laughs> like... Everything Facebook has done around news and around media has been not to the benefit of news organizations, but to the benefit of Facebook. So after them, you know, overstating video views and stuff like that, I, I can't trust this. Edgar, your rebuttal? I am, this, is, this one's a very weird one for me, but uh, I'm going to say, you know, whether we like it or not, Facebook is, as you said, uh, you know, the way a lot of people get their news nowadays. So if they, they're, you know, they want to help journalists kind of with, uh, training tools to like get to know their platform better and what how to make the most of it and hopefully eventually get rid of uh, fake news. Then I think that's a good thing. Finally got a buzzer in at the end. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a lot to say about this. So this, 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 this oh man, this is crazy. Uh, do you have any response, Devendra? I mean, th- those are all good points too. Like Facebook has a lot of stuff they need to do to improve how they're working with media companies. So on the one hand, this seems like a good effort, but it feels like a trap to me because. Yeah, I can't I can't ag- ignore like how much Facebook has positioned itself to replace news media and kind of trap news media into relying more on Facebook for videos, for things like instant articles. It's nice that they're that could be pushing subscriptions from those now, but really at the end of the day what really matters for news agencies is to get people to their site. Yeah. And Facebook seems like they've actively been working to stop people from doing that. So, one of the things I was thinking about while reading about this though is um, even less about how it's not really helping these news organizations make money necessarily and any of that stuff. But it also seems to be putting the onus on these other organizations yep. mm-hmm. to educate readers rather than Facebook actually taking responsibility for the fake news problem and doing something about it itself. Mm-hmm. I also think we need to become as new news agencies need to become less dependent on Facebook, not more. So while I think it's, you know, it's a good thing that they're trying to do. Like, I wish we just, we wouldn't be so dependent on them. So here's a bigger picture question, Mm -hmm. uh, which is how do you do that? How does, you know, someone like the New York Times or even Engadget rely less on these quote-unquote off-platform uh, that's 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 media speak for you guys out there mm-hmm. who are who are not familiar, not not in the biz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but how do we come to rely less on that stuff? I mean, that's the increasingly important. That's where people are going to share information. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, which I think is hurting the entire industry because it drives down page views, mm-hmm. it drives down unique viewers, which means we're not selling as many ads. We can't charge as much for ads, which makes it harder to fund yeah. a thing. 
Um, in case you can't tell, we're not huge fans of this stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, um, but what, what do we do about that? I do not know the answer to that. <laughs> That's above your pay grade? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a Luddite uh, just because I, I follow the growth of all these online platforms. And, you know, part of our job is to follow new technology trends. But I, I have no problem with, like, you know, social networks being used to share stories. It's why... Twitter is one of my favorite social networks because it's all about sharing the direct information and not yeah. kind of replacing the need to actually go to sites. Uh, Facebook has worked to become a sort of insular internet, and that's what disturbs me, right? Their apps are designed in such a way that you're always in the Facebook ecosystem. And when it comes to news and things like that, that's that's rough. I, I It'd be not, uh, things like instant articles I'm just not a big fan of. And I think organizations that are worried about this sort of thing shouldn't be participating in those programs like that's you just it may seem tempting at first but so does all those sweet sweet page uh facebook video views which they claim will help and turns out what they were overstayed by what 50 percent, some large number yeah yeah um i don't know edgar you have any additional thoughts no no i think uh i think these are all good points yeah like I said, I just wish uh, news agencies wouldn't be so dependent on them. But uh, that's that's the way forward. It's going. Yeah. It's like with mm-hmm. uh, with monopoly. You know, it's things are changing, so we just have to adapt. My my one wish for this is that Facebook would um, take a little bit more ownership of their role in mm-hmm. sort of empowering the spread of fake news and right, propaganda. Right. I think at the end of the day, that's kind of my biggest issue with this program. Like, I get that there's only so much they can do to push people back to the New York Times or back to whatever the source material is. Um, And offering the ability to sell subscriptions through these instant articles and stuff like, it's not great, but at least it's a small, valuable concession. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, My bigger issue with it is that they're going, well, we'll just help you educate readers. Well, it's like, well, why don't you educate and like, we're we're seeing you know more and more of that like it's kind of part of their DNA where they're just kind of they don't self regulate they're just like oh well uh, yep. they never they're always kind of neutral about everything and you're like no you should take some responsibility like Zuckerberg's come out and said like we're not a media company and then they go out and and do things that yeah. suggest mm-hmm. that they are a media company uh, so I just think they need to uh, kind of take some responsibility and own up yeah. to it and just be like hey we're we've made some mistakes and we're here's uh, how we're gonna make a difference. I think, for me, I think the the idea that they're not a media company is kind of the one of the important things here, and because they act like they are so much. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. either you yep. are a media yep. company, at which point you bear a, a responsibility mm-hmm. for educating readers, filtering out garbage, and uh, doing this stuff, or you're not a media company, at which point get rid of instant articles, stop trapping people in your ecosystem, and allow the actual media companies to benefit from their product as right. opposed to you benefiting from other people's work. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Davinder wins. The aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I thought you were going to be like the aristocrats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's another episode. Um, good right, job. Let's go again. It right. is a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. Um, now it's time to move on to. Oh crap! I just closed that. <laughs> Speaking of group traps. chat. Yeah, well, it's time to move on to group chat, uh, which is where we discuss the. Big topics of the week, one of the biggest stories, and I don't think there's a bigger story this week than Volkswagen. Um, sure. I mean, it's been one of the biggest stories for a while now. Yeah, it's been yeah. a very a long, ongoing thing. But finally, yesterday, 
There was a settlement announced of $4.3 billion, which the company will have to pay to the U.S. government uh, to settle criminal and civil charges. Mm-hmm. The that is in addition to other settlements that have already it's been like fifteen billion dollars worth of yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, so all together we're at like what twenty yeah. something something. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll dig into the numbers in a bit. Um, so this week that was announced. There was it's been announced, although I don't think we have confirmation yet about this part that mm-hmm. um, six supervisors at Volkswagen have been indicted as part of this uh, investigation, and. An executive at the company was arrested by the FBI for fraud and conspiracy. So, good week for Volkswagen, guys. <laughs> um, God, who wants to give us a quick recap of how we got to this godforsaken place? Quick recap? I mean, I'm not much of a car guy, but we <laughs> learned... Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think any of us are. We all live What's in that? New York. I'm probably the only one who owns a car. You own at, a car. And that's only begrudgingly. <laughs> But yeah, we found a couple of years ago that uh, Volkswagen had basically um, had software in their diesel cars that was cheating emissions tests. And then we learned it, it also affected some gasoline cars, too. Like it was it, it became a real mess. And then we learned the company knew about this or many people in the company did. And so it kind of escalated from there. So yeah. just to be to be mm-hmm. uh, really explicit about. So this was software that was in the systems mm-hmm. that actually knew, understood when it was being tested by regulators yep. for emissions. And it would uh, basically, like, crank the engine down and crank down the emissions so that it could pass these tests and actually be rated as, like, a super clean car. Right. And then the moment it was out of the laboratory and actually on the road being owned by, being driven by consumers, it cranked the engine back up for performance reasons and then spit out 35 times the legal amount of, um, oh, God, which specific <laughs> gas was it? I probably should have that. Um, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> Come on. God. Come on. Yeah, Either way, it was like one. it was thirty-five percent nitrogen oxide. Yes, that that's right. One. Yeah, thirty-five uh, percent of the legal, thirty-five times the legal limit of nitrogen oxide. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even like a small discrepancy. It wasn't like yeah. oh, we tweaked. They like tried to like skirt past when they were like barely over. It was like a really dramatic difference. It's like we're trying to save the planet, guys. Yeah. But, uh, ruin it even more. Yeah, and so many of their ads, too, for the longest time were touting, like, the clean nature of yep. diesel is that, oh, yeah, you'll get more miles per gallon with this. And, I, I mean, I used to live in western Massachusetts, and that's, like, big, like, hippie granola country. And, yeah, VWs were everywhere there. People were invested in this brand because they thought they were helping the planet. So this is, like, one of the most evil sort of corporate lies in a very long time. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> I'm like I'm starting to get back into the market for a car at this point. Uh-huh. Like mine's on its last legs, and I've always kind of eyed the Volkswagens. Cause it's like you know, yeah, we don't have the infrastructure really in New York to support electric cars yet. Um, I live in a one-bedroom apartment above a liquor store. <laughs> I can't like do the plug-in thing. Um, and I was like, well, I can do the hybrid, but that's a little bit pricey. Mm-hmm. Or I can do like one of the turbo diesels, sure. which is like. They get really good mileage. They're supposed to be pretty clean and all this stuff. They're reasonably affordable. Some of them are. 
and now that's like isn't heartbreaking. The, uh, <laughs> isn't the problem with uh, uh, with with a lot of their cars that they're like? I know my wife used to have a, a Jetta back in the day, and she would say that every time something would happen, it would take forever. Mm-hmm. It was expensive to fix it, and then it would take forever to get the parts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So the um, I mean that's kind of semi related to this, but uh, there are downsides for sure to owning it. Um, I'm just gonna. Bike also, how do we get to on. the point of calling it Dieselgate? Like everything nowadays all, is just something, something gate. It actually, it actually is pretty good. Of yeah. all of the gates, that's a pretty good one. Golden uh, Showers Gate. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a little bit too much of a mouthful. Mm. You know, it's Golden Gate. <laughs> oh God. Yes. So this was what late 2015 mm-hmm. that this started to break. Well, I think no, 2014. Was it 2014? Like, as I oh, was man. as I was joining, this has been like ongoing for a while, yeah. And it just keeps getting worse, mm-hmm. right? Like we, it was it started off as like, hey, they they did this and kind of they played off as like if nobody knew about it, and then we as we, and nowadays and we know like almost everybody at the company knew about it, which yeah. is uh, and at least the the top execs, which is makes it even worse that they were all in on this. So I mean the CE, the CEO resigned. Mm-hmm. Because of this, and that was that was in 2015, 2016, right? Early twenty sixteen, uh, uh, twenty fifteen, uh, September, in- September of twenty fifteen, which seems yeah. like a long yeah. time ago. It's, it's crazy that so we're hard at this to keep point. the timeline like straight for this because it's it's such yes. a tangled mess. It's been going on for so long. Um, before we move forward uh, in trying to detangle this a little bit, how are they still a company, guys? <laughs> I mean, you know. Like how is? Uh, I mean, you go back to like the history of Volkswagen too, right? And uh, yeah, you know, it's it's not the not the <laughs> cleanest history. So uh, why whatever are you sp- speaking about, Devendra? I, I, I don't know the Hitler mobile and yeah. things like that. They, um, they 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 may have been part of that. They yes, may have, may have been. May have made cars for the Third Reich. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you know, I if they can survive that, I wonder if they can survive this. I I don't know. I don't. I'm not so sure that they're, I mean, I don't think they're going to be able to survive. And even if they do, it's going to be like, who is going to, who's going to trust them to buy another car, you know, yeah. especially after, yeah. I mean, it's been two years and we just, more information keeps coming out. I, I know if I'm in the market for a car, I'm not going to, definitely not buying oh, a yeah, Volkswagen. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if other people feel about it, how other people feel about it, but I have a feeling that, uh, that it's not, it's not looking good for them. Uh, I think they just reported about a $5 billion loss uh, last quarter. Yeah. And then that was before what we found out yesterday on the uh, $14.7 settlement. So mm-hmm. it's not looking good. It's, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I think at this point, in addition to whatever they've just lost because they're operating at a loss because mm-hmm. this has damaged mm-hmm. their business, they've now paid out 19, or they're going to pay out $19 billion as part of these settlements, in yeah. all told. Plus, they're buying back uh, yeah. five hundred thousand yeah. of these cars um, from customers, and people are getting what I. Uh, there was the reports there was going to be two thousand dollars on top of that, and then uh, five five thousand, and they it were never they were yeah. never uh, uh, came out and said exactly what exactly the amount was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did just look up um, how much their uh, revenue was for two thousand and fifteen, and it was two hundred and thirteen billion dollars or euros. So that's I mean. When you consider that they're only about twenty dollars loss, uh, I guess that's that's not too much of a hit, but it's it's a big hit, but it's not a, a major mm-hmm. one. So they could survive. They could survive. They could. So, so this kind of brings me to a bigger <laughs> question, which is, they're paying out roughly twenty billion as part of this settlement, probably a little bit over that mm-hmm. when all things mm-hmm. are said and done between you know the buybacks and all that stuff. Um, but like you said, they made two hundred and 
like 20 euros mm-hmm. in a quarter? That's one quarter? Uh, no, that was for 2015. Okay, so that's yeah, for the 2015. Year. So either year, either way, yeah. though, that's still, and we're talking euros instead of dollars, so almost to double that. Right, right. Yeah. Um, it's such a drop in the bucket for this company that did, like, an atrocious, atrocious thing. Um, fingers crossed, mm-hmm. like, some of these people go to jail. Yeah, more people going to jail would be a good thing. Better yeah. than the financial crisis. Uh, well, I mean, that was, that's, that's, that's one of the clear things that I think this connects to is, you know, Volkswagen ripped off its customers, mm-hmm. um, defrauded the American government, destroyed the environment, yep. like, pretty actively, mm-hmm. um, with, and showed no remorse. Like some of the some of the emails and stuff that like have circulated, mm-hmm. like the bits and pieces that you have been able to read, like mm-hmm. they're atrocious. Like this is a horrible company run by horrible people. <laughs> so uh, one of the the things we were talking about the gas, uh, just from from what I've I'm gathering here is that the the gas is known to ca- to cause respiratory problems and kills up to thirty thousand people per year in the UK alone. So this is not uh, you know this is a, it's not a an innocent type of gas if you can call it. No, that. it's it's something mm-hmm. that's. Uh, you know, really, this, really bad. For this you. is like actively damaging. Mm-hmm. It causes serious health issues. This is, and they just didn't give a shit. They spit thirty-five times yeah. the legal amount into the air in the U.S. I, I want to know, like, how far up this went. Like, did everybody really know? How long did people know? Like, what was happening here? Uh, I, yeah, I can't see Volkswagen really course correcting from this. I, in a couple of years, like, I can imagine them being stripped for parts at some point, and bits and pieces of their, you know intellectual property maybe being sold off. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, fingers crossed. I, uh-huh. is, I, like, I don't want to say fingers crossed <laughs> because I don't want people to lose their jobs yeah. who had nothing right. to do with this. Right. But at the same time, like, this is a company run, like, not just by the CEO, but clearly by a lot of people higher up the chain. Uh-huh. This is cartoonishly a, evil. This yeah. is like James Bond <laughs> villain almost evil, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is mm. on par with, uh, like, the pre-financial collapse stuff. Right. Like, this is yeah. on par with the Wall Street stuff that mm-hmm. went on. This is uh, cartoonishly evil. This is unbelievable in its scale and um, how many people who were in on it, like, yeah. and that just nobody saw anything wrong with it. They let it happen. Um, so far, the punishment has been a little bit more um, reasonable on Volkswagen than it was on a lot of the banks mm-hmm. in the the mid to early aughts. But how like, do you? Um, sorry to cut you off. How do you guys feel about the uh, the government's part of? Do you think they've taken it easy on them, or do you think are you happy with with the results so far? And I th- and I think they've gone. You know, I I feel like it could be worse for them too. Like I think mm-hmm. the fourteen uh, fifteen billion dollar settlement is still kind of light so i don't know but how do you guys feel about that i feel like yeah it could probably be a lot worse and Mm -hmm. our country just does a really bad job of punishing companies when they do bad things because there's so many people invested in whatever you know other lobbyists or anyone else like indirectly invested in these companies as well so it makes any sort of real punishment difficult yeah and i mean the, the the bigger thing for me is um the government always seems to focus on the financial part of it. Um, like, even with the financial crisis, it was, well, we're going to find the, the bank's money. Well, mm-hmm. 
they have plenty of money. You're literally never going to hurt them by taking their money. Yeah. Um, there's always. I think more that's that's where the uh, where them charging, uh, you know, taking people to jail. I think that that'll set a really good precedent for other companies yeah. to not even try to do this. Like I was, I was trying to find what the position was that the executive who was arrested held. Um, Oliver Schmidt, and I right. Yeah, yeah, Oliver Smith. Uh, oh, so he was the regulatory head. Like, if that guy goes to jail, that's good. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a very good thing. He belongs there. Because, um, I mean, can you imagine if something similar happened? I know that, like, this feels like a bit of a stretch for us, like, mm -hmm. as a technology site to be talking about uh, diesel mean if cars. phones started exploding? Yeah, like, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. similarly, yeah, like, yeah, imagine, similarly. like, if... Samsung knew this was a problem uh -huh. and then tried to keep it quiet. They mm -hmm. were just like, no, no, let's like, we have special software on our phones that keeps them from exploding during the uh, FCC tests. But the moment it's in a person's pocket, just boom. And like, you would want them to go to jail. Mm -hmm. um, I also wonder how much, uh, how much of a role, if any, the, the CEO played in this. Because in, in uh, his statements from a while back, he's, you know, he denied any wrongdoing. But he did accept responsibility for the, and yeah. I'm quoting here, the irregularities that have been found in diesel engines. But I'm just wondering uh, if the investigation is eventually going to find that he actually knew about this. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, he's, he's playing like he hasn't, but uh, I guess that's still, uh, still to, uh, to be determined. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever find out if he knew. I will say, regardless of whether he knew or not, um, I do appreciate that he at least took responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of times one of the, the issues with companies when stuff like this goes down is the CEO just like goes, I had no idea. This isn't my fault. And the truth of the matter is you're the CEO. The fucking buck stops with you. Take responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I will, I will give him that he did that, and that is good. Um, I don't know if it's enough. <laughs> and if we find out that he knew this was happening, it's definitely not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I think uh, more people need to go to jail. And uh, that'll, that'll set, like I said earlier, that'll set a precedent for, uh, <coughs> for other tech com or car yeah. companies to uh, not even try mm -hmm. to, to do something and similar. This has killed, what, the diesel market in general, yeah, oh, yeah. too. So not that the diesel market here was great to begin exactly. with. Exactly. It wasn't that great, but it, it does have far reaching effects in that respect. And I mean, maybe that's a good thing, too. Like if you had to get to a point where you were lying to such a degree to make this technology work and to convince people it was safe, like maybe it should not be here anymore. Maybe mm -hmm. yeah. we really need to make the push towards renewables. So it's nice to get that kick in the pants, at that's, least. That's the other interesting part. I mm -hmm. wonder how they're going to try to fix their image. You know, the yeah, there have been ads like I've seen some like they've apologized when they went to car shows. <laughs> Whoever, like the lead executive there, would apologize, and it's like uh, that's it's nice. not enough. Yeah, yeah no. I, not to not to to go back too far, but I, I think ultimately the the crucial part of this will be people having to go to jail and people having to serve mm -hmm. jail time. Because mm -hmm. um, I think you know, at the end of the day, the financial stuff that hurts the company maybe a little bit at best, yep. but it doesn't hurt the individual. It doesn't discourage the employees at the company from behaving badly. Um, like unless mm -hmm. the CEO is paid entirely in stock in the company, there's nothing to dissuade him from acting poorly. The company is going to pay him his multi-million dollar salary mm -hmm. regardless. Um, oh, God. So literally as we're sitting here. Oh, God. Breaking news. Oh, boy. 
Fiat Chrysler accused of ch- using software to cheat on emissions tests. <laughs> oh, wow. Yep. There you go. Breaking news on the Engadget podcast, guys. Oh uh, although gosh. this is going up 24 hours after the fact. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm just going to quickly isn't one of the uh, Isn't uh, Fiat one of the companies that, uh, that Trump was taking credit for, uh, for building plans or planning to build plans in the U.S.? Yep. Yeah, so, that's a, that's a thing he tried to tr- take credit for. Yeah, which <laughs> there were some studies too. Like, uh, I'm just looking here. Like, there were studies um, performed after the VW stuff from Volvo, R- Renault, uh, Jeep, Hyundai, and Citroen. Like, all all their cars also exhibited similar yeah emissions. That's the insane so. part about yeah. this too. Is that yeah. like we know about Volkswagen, but I wonder if there are other companies who yep. are doing the same and we just don't know it yet. I mean, like like. We just had these breaking news, right? So. Yeah. So it's 2014 through 2016 model Dodge Ram 1500 pickups, Jeep Grand Cherokees with diesel engines. Uh, it's over 104,000 vehicles that are uh, allegedly part of this, according to the EPA. Um, God. So this is just starting. This is going to be an <laughs> ongoing story now. Um, oh, no. Here's here's the one thing I will say uh-huh. that maybe maybe all of this stuff will demonstrate how important it is that we move away from fossil fuels. Yep. Uh, how important it is that we get away from gas gasoline or at least away from such uh, low mileage gas cars and really start spurring the move towards hybrids and electric vehicles. Um, that at the end of the day, maybe. Just maybe, mm-hmm. if I wa- giving these companies like a tiny benefit of the doubt, although I'm sure I'm wrong to do so, maybe it actually is f- technically impossible to reach the emissions levels that the government wants uh-huh. for diesel, at least for diesel, yeah. while maintaining an acceptable level pr- of performance for the yeah. consumer. Like maybe that is a legitimate thing. Um, so just don't making, make them. Yeah, yeah stop like the cars, guys. <laughs> that, I mean, that is that is the thing. <laughs> That maybe you should stop making it. Uh, so hopefully this will spur us on. Um, this is also, you know, a good thing for Tesla and for all these things happening. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good thing for Tesla. I mean, what's yeah. what's ba- what's bad for Volkswagen it's and good for Chrysler is good, it's for, good Tesla. for Tesla. It's not like I, the batteries and stuff in electrics and hybrids are still full of mm-hmm. a lot of toxic and, you know, yeah. a lot of material that is hard to find. And, and you still have to make yeah. electricity, which... Yes. At this point, still requ- relies heavily on yeah. the use of fossil fuels. Although it's Tesla is making like a good effort, like the Solar City acquisition yeah. and those those freaking like uh, the roof tiles, like that's my dream home right there. Just like you know, slap yeah. those on your house, charge up your Tesla. That'd be great. Fingers crossed. One day. <laughs> one, one day. day. Um, so yeah, let's end it on a hopeful note. Let's <laughs> let's go out on that. That hopefully <laughs> all of this scandal will lead to more electric cars. Sure. Uh, Devendra, do you have any more parting thoughts? Panels. I mean, it, it's sort of like the Trump presidency, too. Like, I hope, like, setting things on fire or going so <laughs> far to, like, an extreme. Like, hey, maybe we should be better about things, like, in general. Like, maybe it'll wake people up. So I, I'm hoping that's the least we could get out of this. Uh, where can the fine people find you on the Internet? Uh, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Devendra. And I have podcasts about movies at Slashville. Uh, Edgar, parting thoughts? No, I think uh, there's just too much to process here. You know, lies. Uh, what was it? Somebody said uh, back in the day, like, I'm sure there's uh, sex somewhere in there talking about uh, emails. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no, uh, Steve Jobs talking about the, the iPhone back in the day, you know, uh, when the iPhone 4 got a iPhone phone ended up in a bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's 
a drama. There's, um, he said, I'm sure there's sex somewhere in there. So um, I don't know if there's sex somewhere. I don't know where I'm going with this. That's I, what I'm saying. You, you've <laughs> lost, I think you've lost the train a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, I'm just, uh, <laughs> I'm processing the uh, setting things on fire thing. Yeah. yeah so um, where can the fine people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter.com slash ABCD. And then my, uh, my first name, Edgar, ABCD Edgar. Uh, I tweet a lot about shoes and uh, things like that. So yeah, you, pro- you should probably not. Uh, <laughs> Not follow me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you unless want, you like shoes. Yeah. If you want tweets about technology, Davindra is the way to go. Technology and movies. And movies. Yeah. If you want <laughs> tweets about not technology, Edgar and me are probably the way to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me on the internet at Terrence O'Brien. Um, as I said, mostly tweet about politics and baseball, not so much technology. Um, but thank you for joining us. Um, please subscribe in your podcast app of choice. Rate us on iTunes. That helps more people discover the show. If you have comments, questions, suggestions, all of that stuff, hit us up individually on Twitter. You can hit up en- at Engadget Podcast on Twitter. You can email us, podcast at Engadget. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to make this show enjoyable for you. But uh, before we go, we need to leave you with the comment of the week, which comes from Acme64. Where do I put my unfounded rage? Wow, good question. <laughs> good. I think there's plenty of room in the glove box. Oh, yeah. <laughs>